Hello there, Lollygaggers. Got another week on tap here. We are Lollygagging Sports. I'm Bo Reed, as always, along with Samantha Button and Matthew Irby. We're going to talk some World Series. We're going to talk some NFL, some trade deadline, maybe some some Halloween-themed costumes. But first, let me check in with, with, with two of my favorite people in the world. Samantha, how you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Halloween-themed costumes. I can tell your mind is elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't come out as smooth as I would have liked. <laughs> Halloween themed costumes. <laughs> the Halloween costumes for Halloween, though. <laughs> you must forgive him. If we are taping prior to Game Five. Game Five. Game Five. Right? Five yeah. The World Series. So things are things are. Uh, everyone, we're all very tightly wound around these parts. Uh, you know, you know if, if that's the worst mistake I make this show, I would be happy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but <laughs> we, we, we knew it. Just couldn't let that one fly. Costume themed costumes. Costume themed costumes, yes. <laughs> I honestly didn't realize I said that until you brought it up. I was like, it's, <laughs> I thought it came out nice and some oops. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, well. How are you doing anyway? You know, my, my, I, I'm okay. My slip and slide. I uh, <laughs> I'm excited about the World Series. I'm a little nervous. I've, I have mixed feelings about this. Like I know you guys are just like whatever, just stand it right. Um, so yeah. it maybe it may be over by the time you guys hear this. You know, I have mixed feelings because I just want more baseball. But also, you know, like as you guys, well, actually, four of my closest friends, two of whom are on this podcast, are all Texas Rangers fans. <laughs> so I. I can't really go against the whole, like, you guys, let's just take care of this, man. Let's just do it. Like, I, as a Cleveland fan, I can tell you that things things can go badly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when dragged out too long, we know this. You guys know this. So, um, you know, we're, I'm a bit antsy right along with you guys. I, I feel you. I feel yes, you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's, that's the, you know, need, 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 to, need to end this in five. As much as I would love to watch more baseball, I really would rather just end it in five. Irby, how about you? How you doing? Uh, you know, good. All things considered, just you know, I, I I I slammed my day full of things to do, so I would keep myself busy. And one that it's then you don't have time to ponder things. But two, the day goes by quicker, and we get closer to first pitch. So yeah, it was just kind of uh, aimlessly went through the day. Productive, but aimlessly just kind of wandering. Mm-hmm. Of like, yeah, I don't. I'm, I, I hopefully my boss isn't listening, but I really don't care about all this stuff right now. Like I mm-hmm. have something more important tonight. Yeah, I, I, I actually got really excited because I, I actually had something hit me at work today that that, that I knew was going to take me some time. I was like, oh, good, <laughs> I've got a distraction. <laughs> and of course, I, I knock it out in like thirty minutes, so it wasn't the distraction I thought it would be. Oh well, that's okay. <laughs> more on the World Series here in a little bit, uh, but let, let, let's start with. Uh, the NFL, uh, we, we had some breaking news. You know, this is the problem with these West Coast teams, Samantha. The, the breaking news breaks when it's like 3 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, the Raiders have completely cleaned house. They're, they, they have gotten, they fired the GM. McDaniels is gone. What are we making of this? Is this just Raiders being Raiders? Or are they actually serious now about getting the right people in here? To get this job done, where, where, where are you at now, right now with where the Raiders are? 
Okay, well, first I have to address the fact that you just said breaking news, and I thought we were talking about Taylor Heineke starting for the Falcons, <laughs> the, one of two members of the Taylor Heineke fan club. I'm very excited about this. Less excited about the Raiders, but, but yeah, I the breaking news off the West Coast games is weird, right? Because, like, I was asleep. I found out about this at, like, 6 o'clock this morning. Right. So, and you're like, oh, wow, like, Josh McDaniels got fired in the middle of the night, which actually does make sense no matter what. Um, but, like, I mean... I think this is less about him specifically. You know, the GM was fired as well, so clearly it's not working. Um, at the same time, like, I don't, I, I'm having a hard time looking at this as like, oh, the Raiders are serious now because it's like, well, what exactly is it that you're going to do in, like, week nine <laughs> of a bad season to, like, fix this problem? I mean, like, stop hiring Josh McDaniels as a head coach. Like, yes. this is my suggestion to, like, everyone. I mean, like, let's just leave the GM part of this out, like, He's, it's the Peter principle, right? People get promoted eventually beyond their abilities. He's a very good coordinator, and he is a person who was very well suited to that job. And stop giving him head coaching jobs because two of them he's bombed, and one of them he quit after like two hours. Mm -hmm. So, like, I just, like, this is not for him. Like, also, also, here, let me throw this one back to you. How soon is it before he's back on the Patriots staff? How long do you think it's going to take? I'm actually surprised he isn't already. I know, right? Like, do, do you think he just flew, like, right to Boston, like, right at Logan this morning? It was like, I'm home, Bill. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, like, like one of those poor millennials who couldn't get a job out of college, so they had to move back home? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Like, and don't, don't come down on me, my, you know. Don't come down on me on this because I was one of those people. I couldn't get a job out of college. I had to move back home. I was making fun of myself there, even though I was a oh, yeah. not a millennial. So don't come down on me on my Twitter account, guys. Leave me alone. It was a joke. Oh. Take it as a joke. <laughs> Almost everyone had to do that at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. Like go back home and reset. Or maybe, I don't know, you might be more, I don't know, maybe the people I want to make fun of are the people who willingly went back home. Yeah, like and right. sought out a job in their hometown. It's like, come man, go see the world before you do that. Like, <laughs> now, now people are going to yell at me. There you go. I took it off of you, and now they're going to yell at me. Now they're going to tag both of us in that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are. We are millennials. Irby, I mean, we're geriatric millennials, but we are millennials. We feel you. Irby, uh, you you want a piece of this Twitter hate action? Because you know, you just gotta <laughs> jump in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Yes, I will take a piece. I. <laughs> I'm the or but I'm not a millennial. I'm the Oregon Trail generation, and yeah, I'm sticking to that. The Zennials. We're all Zennials. Zennials. There you go. Yeah. Spice Girls generation. I like that. I want to be that. Yes, that one's good too. I'm gonna stick with that. Nintendo yeah. generation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want a piece of the Twitter action. I guess not, man. Tell he just you. stopped. <laughs> Nice, nice and dead, dead silent there, Ruby. I hope you're not muted. <laughs> he doesn't want to participate in this. So oh, there we go. Yeah, there it nope. is. Totally muted. Sorry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Distracted. Baseball. 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 I shouldn't be. Sorry. Um, All right. Well, I, I, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, I. They're not there. I. They're doing their best. I guess the athletics aren't even in town yet, and they're already trying to be like the athletics. And, Clean hell. I, uh, you know, the the Patriots. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure maybe Daniels is on a bus already to uh, to Boston to get back on that staff. And um, 
I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's what well, choose joy, right? That's what we're trying to do. And he did better here than he did in Indianapolis, right? I mean, it lasted a, a little bit longer well, than the disaster there. there. <laughs> what yeah, was that, eight hours? I, I, I got, that's one way, I guess, to go with it. That's one way. Um, it was I, better than Indy. <laughs> yeah, I need that on a shirt. The funny thing is, is Samantha, I, I'm with you 100%. Like, you know, this is not a head coach. Is he good at what he does? Yes. And some, some people are great coordinators, and that's where they need to stay. And it's interesting when we see some of the those coaches that are coordinators for so long and the conversations, like, well, why didn't he want to be a head coach? Why hadn't he gotten a head coach? I'm like, well, maybe he doesn't want to move up. Like, this is it. Like, I like this. I get to do my thing. I get to stay in my lane. I don't have to do interviews that often. Like, it's just. You know, the head coach can handle all the media crap. I can just do this and work on something that I love. And maybe that is what McDaniel needs to do because this this head coach, I mean, this is I, I whatever, you know, I, I'm I, I have no words. I'm not surprised. And the the sad thing is is I agree hundred percent with the, you know, stop giving him a head coaching job, but at the same time, I feel like we could sit here and we could have a conversation of who hires him next. Oh, you know, see, the, and the problem is the answer to that question usually involves Jerry Jones, and that's going to make me want to vomit. So let's not go there. <clears throat> Here's my real question, though, Samantha. Are we actually going to see change? Because I don't know. I'm going to, I guess, go out on a limb here. Um, but I feel like ownership might actually be a little bit of the problem with the Raiders and not, not having a track record of picking good GMs uh, and good head coaches. I mean, maybe I'm crazy. Well, that's part of the problem, too. And as much as, like, there are things about Mark Davis that make me actually want to praise him, I think he has been a lot less of, like, an out-of-touch billionaire than a lot of NFL owners. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is he's just as out-of-touch, like, in general as any other owner, and perhaps more so. Like, this guy seems like a fundamentally, like, maybe better human than a lot of owners, but he's just as much of, like, a space cadet, if not more. I mean, he literally built a spaceship house in the middle. So, like, I just, I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> the, the, you're right, that the track record of, of who he has hired there, it's specifically the GMs, because let's, let's go ahead and assume that the GMs are at least somewhat responsible for the coaching hires, they're like, mm -hmm. it's been bad. I mean, I know the Gruden thing kind of works backwards in that way. And that, that was a disaster that was um, of a different nature and didn't really have a lot to do with them. Although I would argue that I don't think they should have hired Gruden either, regardless of all the stuff that we found out about later mm -hmm. about him. But right. I mean, I just like, I, at some point, I think you have to stop like getting cute because that's what hiring Josh McDaniels is at this point, right? Like we're going to make the thing work that nobody else could make work. Like stop doing that. Yeah. Like this is a team that needs to hire like the boring guy, you know, the established boring dude who's been out for a while or who needs a change of scenery or whatever. Somebody who we know is like competent and professional. Like, that's who I think the Raiders need to hire, both in, uh, a coach and a GM. Like, the trouble mm -hmm. is, is that I think he's enough of a wacko that, like, there are a lot of people who don't want that job. So, mm -hmm. I mean, as we know, you know, like, it's it, the crazy owner does not necessarily preclude people from 
taking a job no matter who they are or how crazy the owner is because half of the owners are crazy, right? Like, it's not like it's been hard for, like, Dallas to get a coach. I mean, Snyder might be the exception. Right, um, yeah. You know, it was, like, difficult. But they, they got Ron Rivera there, you know? So people will take these jobs. I mean, there's only 32 of them. <laughs> so somebody's going to take the job. But perhaps a different path is in order in terms of, the type of person you're hiring both at the coach and the GM position. Maybe Jerry can trade uh, McCarthy to Oakland. Well, Las Vegas, excuse me. Um, why not? Trade, trade McCarthy, get a couple picks out of the Raiders. We think herbs. I think that could work. That, that would work. Um, you know, and I, I wonder at the same time with, Especially with how things have been going in Vegas with ownership as well, your to your points, Samantha, that with great points and everything, I just you're bringing way too much logic to this equation here because it's the Raiders and everything. Like I feel like he's probably already made the phone call to Dion. Not going to happen. <laughs> Dion's not leaving, but you know that phone call has probably already occurred. Oh um, God, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, he's also probably made the call to Denver to see if he could trade for Sean Payton. That would be one of the. There's no way that happened because that actually would help. Right. Them. That, would, that would actually so, be, that would make sense. Uh, yeah, I that that like actually that. would help them. Um, so there's no way so, he called them. <laughs> so maybe the Raiders, the Broncos called. Hey, do you want this guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. You could flip it around and do it the other way. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Mark Davis would be like, oh, "I'm sorry, I called the wrong Denver football team." <clears throat> Oops. <laughs> Uh, you know, I have no, I have no doubt that Coach Prime will coach in the NFL someday. But we're talking like ten years from now. So let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's calm down. All right, well, let's get into the trade deadline because that was yesterday. Well, Halloween was packed, right? Yeah, you, you had Game Four of the World Series. You had Halloween themed costumes. <laughs> you gotta have fun with it. You gotta have fun with it. And we also had the NFL trade deadline. <laughs> were you waiting to see if we noticed? It? A little bit. Well, I also have the NFL trade deadline. <laughs> now, th- this actually is going to make up for, for my slip up early on because I nailed this one, guys, and you know I did. Where did Chase Young end up? Where did he go? Let's roll the tape. Oh, we don't, I can't do that. Never mind. But it's on tape. <laughs> Just go back a couple episodes. Or actually, last week. Where it was thrown out there, where would Mr. Mr. Chase Young go? Oh, that's right. I said San Francisco. Look what happened, Samantha. That's and it really that I, I I'm not going to take a lot of credit for that because it's not it wasn't out of the realm of possibility then. It's actually very likely then. It just happened. I yeah, and this is a. Uh, I mean, I, it's a little hard to discuss the commanders here other than that they clearly hate Montez Sweat. They hate him. Yeah. Um, and I'm disappointed that we did not get our bonded pair uh, that we were discussing last week where we said, well, let's make this work like the animal shelter and say they have to go mm-hmm. somewhere together, right? And he split them up. And so that's that's very sad, mostly for Montez Sweat. Um, right. But, yeah, no, I mean, this makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, Irby, as you, you pointed it out last week, like, yeah, they have the capital to do this. It wasn't really that costly. I don't know what the commanders are doing. I, I, I really, truly don't. Um, I'm even less certain what the Bears are doing, mm-hmm. but I understand exactly what the 49ers are doing. So that part did make sense. That's a nice get for them. Good on you, Bo, for calling that ahead of time. Disappointing for us all that we did not get the bonded pair trade, but, um, you know, but you nailed it. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what about that 49ers reaction to this? 
I mean, this is exactly what you were talking about last week coming through, and it did. It happened. Yeah, I mean, this is what <clears throat> this is how Lynch and Shanahan have been setting up, and, and a lot of the contracts were set up that you could go in for something like this. And and uh, it, the the Chase Young, I mean, it's it's amazing too when you look at the the <laughs> the compensation uh, being sent to the player. And then also the team, like you're you're sending away a compensation, a compensatory third round draft pick. And if he signs elsewhere, you potentially are going to get a compensatory third round draft pick that might be higher than the one you sent away. So you might there's a chance San Francisco has improved their draft <laughs> status by making this trade. Like that is playing chess when the other person's playing tic tac toe. Yeah. Like this is, I, I it's. Wow, great! I mean, so duh. It's one of the easiest. Like, there's no conversation. Who won the trade? Or anything. we don't even have to have it. It's an obvious one, and get it done. I mean, I, I so San Fran. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. It's what they love to do. Uh, you know, I you've seen the problems that have happened in the last three weeks, which I do enjoy too. So much of the uh, oh my gosh, what are they going to do? It's all falling apart. Like, well, no, it's a three-game losing streak. It sucks, but mm-hmm. it's also October. Like if they're doing this in December, you hit the panic button. But the Niners have been here before. In fact, I think they've had losing streaks, you know, in October, like each of the last three years. So this is almost like on par, or like, okay, cool. So we're right where we're normally at. And um, so yeah, I love the trade there, um, Washington. I mean, I do understand with the Bears wanting to be involved and you taking that thirty-fifth overall pick off their hands. So that right there, good on you, Bears. No clue. Like unless yeah, right? I mean, obviously Montez, there's some big extension coming. That's the only way that you can even slightly justify this because you're not close. And what's crazy is is that we see these trades and we look at teams and we're like, okay, wow, we don't think they're close. We don't think this moves the needle enough. But but we can almost make a point of like, obviously they do. Hopefully the Bears don't think they're close. To give up all, I, I, but whatever. So we'll see. I, I, I don't like that one at all. Washington. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. If you're, if you're, you know, hitting the reset button. Great job on getting draft capital. And and if you can draft well, then this will work out. But you know, it's definitely a win for the Niners. It's kind of a win for Washington, and uh, it's a loss for the Bears, and it's a big loss for Montez. <laughs> I just feel bad for him, Samantha, because. <laughs> he went he went from a bad team to a worse team. Normally, when you're a really good player on a team out of contention, you get traded somewhere where you have a chance to make the playoffs. This was a downgrade. This is going desk job to sandwich artist at Subway. Like that that's what happened to this poor kid. I feel bad for him. W- would you sign there if you were if you were sweat? I certainly wouldn't, unless I'm a Bears fan. Then, I, and even then, I don't think I would have signed up for that train wreck. Well, and there's going to be a lot of pressure. Like, there's some weirdness there with the way that's going to work with the contract. Where they almost can't let him walk, and he almost can't go. It's weird, but like, it's like I feel terrible for this guy because it's like you said, it's like we don't usually see this, right? Usually, if you're leaving, you're either going to it's like like to like, you know, this team needs one thing and the other team needs another thing, and you know, who has a surplus, who has a need. So at the very least, you're making a lateral move in terms of how competitive the team you're playing for is. This is rare. We almost never see this kind of stuff in the NFL. 
So it's very bizarre. And the Bears, I mean, is there a worse place to be right now? I mean, I, I love the Bears and, and I love Bears fans and there are worse places to like live and, sure. you know, exist, certainly. But like, I, I mean, mostly what I'm hearing from my Bears people is that they're like, I miss Matt Nagy, which is horrifying. Oh. That like somehow things have gotten worse oh, no. than Matt Nagy. Oh, so man. it's like this is bad, man. And it what concerns me about making a trade like that is like it's like okay, if you just like this guy and you figure, and the logic behind it is we have the cap space to extend this guy. We think he could be a huge part of our future. We need to build from something. Then okay, I understand that. But what scares me about this is that anytime you do something like this, it almost looks like an endorsement of the current regime. These guys have plans, and you're like, well, nobody wants to be involved with these guys' plans, right? They should be getting fired. So like, right. if they are doing stuff that's a move for the future, that is concerning to me. Like, I mean, Mrs. House, what what are you doing? What are you doing? Like this this seems bad. <laughs> This seems bad, mostly for Montez Sweat, but also for the Bears. Seems bad. Yeah, it's. I mean, Irby, you said it. The, you, they almost have to know that they're going to be able to sign him. Otherwise, you gave up a draft pick for quite literally nothing because you're not. The Bears aren't doing anything this year. You're going to need those draft picks to get to a point where you could do something. Right, and I really get tired of hearing this from front offices. Well, you know, that's what our second round pick would have been. So we got we got somebody with experience. I get tired of hearing that. Like, I'm not saying don't trade your picks, but you got to be smart about it. This wasn't smart. Yeah, no, you're spot on. I like I. There's times that yes, make that trade absolutely. And and again, same thing here. This is the gamble you're taking. This is we're adding this guy. We're, we're going to sign him long-term, and this is going to be an anchor on our D-line for years to come while we rebuild. And if it works out, I mean, there, there, there's much worse bet, bets out there than Montez, so not a horrible bet. I disagree with that. Obviously, it sounds like you guys do, too. It's like, would not have done this but where you're at, but whatever. I, I, I think I would prefer three picks in the top 35 as uh, one, one heck of a way to, to rebuild, but that's me. So you do you, Bears. I mean, it's so I, – I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it was so tough because it, this is one I think all of us, when, when it happened, we're all comedic texting back to each other of, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, and, and then, it, it, you know, and you know Washington probably had both deals ready to go and they – Probably had to make a big deal about, hey, we have to get this Bears one done first because if we do chase to the Niners first and then we do the Bears one, like, wait, what? No, it's so I credit Washington for getting it done that way. I just, yeah, it's strange. It, it, I worry that the Bears are looking at this as, okay, now with this piece, couple of, you know, two, two top four picks, and then what else we can do later on in the draft? We're going to be bouncing right back in this division in, the, in a winnable division. Mm-hmm. Well, Samantha, another trade that went down: uh, the Vikings getting Joshua Dobbs to replace Kirk Cousins. How do you feel about that one? I mean, sure, why not? It wasn't terribly expensive. You're not really committing much. You're just trying to grab one of those sort of. Uh, you know, you're, you're looking to, to backdoor into the playoffs and you're not really 
expecting to get anywhere. So, okay. Um, you know, I mean, we could talk. I mean, you could get into a whole thing about whether he's really a, a fit for this offense, which is uh, questionable. But I don't hate it. I think it's fine. Um, you know, I, I think it's a, a fair exchange to keep yourself in the mix in a field where probably you have at least a shot to get into the postseason. And you were going in with the understanding that, like, you were not, you know, in it for the Super Bowl. Like, you, right. you weren't, um, regardless of who's playing quarterback there. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is fine. I think it's fine. Yeah. Irby, anything you want to add there? No, 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 I'm good. <laughs> that was how great that trade was, right? <laughs> All right, Samantha, Ace, right. what was your biggest surprise? Unless it was something we've already just talked about. Yeah, I mean, the Montez Sweat one has to be the biggest surprise, right? Um, yeah. That was the weirdest thing that happened. Um, now you've cut your competitive window down to two years because if he doesn't want to sign there, you're going to have to tag him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was weird and stupid. And I guess the other things that surprised me are more about inaction and really that's me thinking in like a baseball mindset where it's like, how could you do nothing under these circumstances? The Browns, for example, mm-hmm. you know, how could you not do anything about this? But at the same time, you know, we talked about this too. They're like the Browns, like, what are you going to do? Like it's the asking price was too high on Jacoby Brissett. And once Dobbs went to the Vikings, there really wasn't another good option. So you know, I don't know. At, at some point, with the money they have sank into that position already, if you're the Browns, you kind of just have to lie in the bed you made. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get it from that perspective. Um, and, you know, we didn't get, of course, the big ones, you know, the, the big rumor, you know, is Derek Henry moving, like, which we told you, no. Yeah, um, right. I don't think so. And he didn't, which was, I, I wouldn't imagine much of a surprise to anyone. But, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I don't know. It's like we keep hoping it'll be like the baseball trade deadline, and it's just not. That's not what the NFL trade deadline is. It's just never going to be that exciting. You almost never see that kind of movement, certainly in terms of volume, and rarely in terms of like quality of player. And again, you know, it's not that these aren't good players or players that can help the teams they've gone to. You know, like, I mean, Detroit helped themselves out. Buffalo helped themselves. We've certainly seen teams make an upgrade, but big slashy stuff, man, that's, you gotta watch baseball if you want the trade deadline to work that way. <laughs> yeah, this is why baseball is the, the best sport, because you get the trade deadline, yes. you get the winter yes. meetings, right, so, so, you know, the NFL's got their legal tampering period, which is kind of entertaining, but not, yeah. not, as, yeah. not as entertaining as the winter meetings, and absolutely not, not the same trade deadline, so, and I'm with you on that. Irby, how about you? Anything else you want to add in here for the trade deadline recap? Well, it's, yeah, the big splashes, they're, they're kind of like, you know, those big-named hurricanes that come once every three years. And last year we got McCaffrey going to the Niners. So nothing this year, nothing next year. And then it'll, it'll come back around. There'll be a big name in a couple of years, but, but not this year. It's, it's, and, and you guys are right. It's just the way, the nature of the beast. And, um, and baseball is so different because of the, the farm systems and how many teams and everything. You can have so much more going back and forth. And, that's kind of what happens here when you're like, yes, we added this player for what? A six-round draft pick. Like Nobody's jumping up and down for six-rounders. I'm not hating on that. Like, like That's how you build depth, and that's how you win in the NFL is with stuff like that. But it's not sexy. It's not – you're not sitting there going, bam, man, we got four – we got four six-rounders this year. It was a great trade deadline. Added four six-round draft – like nobody's doing that. You're not jumping up and down for that. It's – going to be in the equation for a rebuilding team to be successful, absolutely. 
but yeah, we didn't get the big splashes or anything. And um, yeah, sometimes it is the trades that you don't make. And Jalen Johnson might be one of those that that didn't happen. That teams like, you know, the Niners were one of them, but the Cowboys being another didn't, didn't go in on those. All right. Well, Samantha, are you ready to talk about Halloween themed costumes? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, what 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 a what a, a a smarter host would have said was NFL themed costumes. Um, Samantha, <laughs> what'd you like? What'd you not like? <laughs> what would you have liked to have seen? How was how, how was costume season this year? I mean, I you know I I've seen some some cute stuff. I'm perpetually disappointed by like the NFL themed costumes. So and and there are a fair amount of them floating around out there. Um, Look, I, this is not, I am excluding from this discussion, small children dressed as their favorite player. Like, I think this is fine. Sure. Like, if you're a little kid and you want to be your favorite NFL player, I think that's fine. Like, I'm not complaining about that. I'm talking about adults dressed as NFL-themed things for Halloween. And the lack of creativity this year was really disappointing. Like, mostly you're just seeing people in full football uniforms. The number of Joe Burrows that I saw walk around New York City was weird. Like, what? how I have so many questions about that. Like, for one thing, I I don't think I've ever met a Bengals fan. Um, I guess, you know, now I've seen them. But, like, I don't know where they hide the rest of the year. Like, there are no Bengals bars around here. Like, so I don't know what's going on with that, but, you know, it's mostly just people in uniforms and then also like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Like, okay. Like, you know how many of those I saw? Like, it's just like, it seems <laughs> to be interesting after like the 50th time. Although I did see two corgis dressed as Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And the one dog was wearing a blonde wig and like a princess dress. And the other dog was wearing a chief's jersey. So like, okay, I think I can get on board with that. Um, <laughs> but mostly it's just that it was incredibly not creative. And I think if you're going to do like an NFL themed costume, you have to either go a little bit more meta and almost dress yourself as a concept, or you have to dress yourself as something that everybody kind of forgot about that's still funny. Like, I would tremendously respect anybody who got, like, sort of, like, a very, like, sort of analog-looking robot costume and attached a hose to it and said, I am the St. Louis Rams shot back. That I would respect. Like, I mean, heck, you could just get the cheesy referee costume and say you were a replacement ref, right? Like, it needs to be, like, a reference to something that has happened in the past that was funny, Instead of just like I am NFL player, that's boring. It's very boring. I expect better out of people. Just a little indication of how many of the Kelsey um, Taylor Swift costumes there were. Mitt Romney and his wife did it. Yeah. Like, think about Jeez. that for a second. <laughs> they they were everywhere. I we were at Solo House for the Halloween party and the number of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's just in there, just at this one Halloween party alone was like sad. I mean, especially because like the Kelsey's are all the same, right? It's just a matter of like whether they've taken the extra length to put on the cleats and the helmet too, or if they're just in the jersey and the pants. The Taylors, there's some variation, you know, different eras of Taylor or whatever, you know, like we saw a couple that were dressed in sort of one of the iconic outfits from one of the videos. and But in the, the end of the day, it's the same costume over and over. Also, Taylor Swift costumes are a little rough because everybody basically goes in costume when they go to the concert, and we just came off the Eras tour. So, like, you're not going to be anything we haven't seen. 
So, mm, lazy. Lazy. <laughs> Do better. Do better. Irby, how about you? What are your thoughts here on Halloween costumes with NFL themes? I yeah, not a, not not as many that I've seen in the past, and this is one I don't, again don't want to compare. I think we've seen some better from baseball. This the downside is, is that there's so many people that dress up for a regular Sunday that it's harder to get into it and and see anything different. I did love uh, mini Mike McDaniel. Uh, that was fantastic. Oh, that was cute. Yeah, that kid. That, that was, was good. good with the, that was especially good. with him yeah. running too. That yes. was great. This, that yeah, was that fun. kid that was, nailed it. Yeah. 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 That one, that one was good. Um, I liked, uh, you know, low hanging fruit here. Uh, Josh McDaniels going as an NFL coach. That was good. <laughs> um, finally, dad joke. got that one. Discovered. Yeah, it's sorry, it was too easy. It's not my fault. It's their fault. You know, it's uh, so. Yeah, I didn't. Weirdly enough, didn't see a lot of uh, uh, Kelsey and Taylor Swifts down here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, a couple, but maybe that's because this is a Cowboys area and then the Rangers and the World Series combination. But didn't see a lot of those down here. Was was a little surprised by that. Definitely, definitely a lot of young ladies dressed up as their Taylor Swifts from different eras. But no, they couldn't find any try, find any Kelseys. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else you want to add here, Samantha? Before we move on to the World Series. Uh, no, no, just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start thinking about this ahead of time. Maybe next year we'll have a suggestion box a couple weeks before Halloween where maybe we go. can give you guys some ideas of things that you might dress up as that are NFL themed or baseball themed. We could expand into that. So that would make it easier, I think, because, you know, I got to tell you, it was, it was not great. It was not great. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into this World Series now. Uh, just another quick reminder. Uh, we were recording this as... Game five is is going on, so uh, this there may not be a World Series still going on by the time we by the time you hear this. But uh, let, let's talk about this a little bit, Samantha, because the one thing I keep seeing, and frankly, I'm really I'm, I'm really getting sick of seeing it. Everyone freaking out about the ratings of this World Series. I've I'm over it. I've had enough. Who cares what the ratings are? It's the World Series. Watch it if you want to. Don't want to watch it? Don't watch it. It's not going to go anywhere. I, the first thing that I want people to understand, as a person who works in TV, I think that you all have a very, very overblown idea of how much ratings matter. Like, I, right? <laughs> especially in the year of our Lord, 2023, where like some incredible percentage of things are streamed. And so it's a lot harder to keep track of, you know? So like the Nielsen ratings that you remember from like when we were kids that were like supposedly so important, like it's, it doesn't matter. And it matters even less for sports. It is a dunk in terms of, you know, this was the most watched blah, blah, blah ever, you know, whether it's a TV show or a sporting event, it's something that will later be recognized. But like, guys, it doesn't change. Like I, I've said this before with the Super Bowl. I've tried to explain this so many times on so many radio hits when somebody had asked me, like, when NBC had the Super Bowl, like, well, what's the disaster for you guys? Like, what's the disaster matchup of the teams that are left? And I'm like, okay, you have to understand we don't care because those ad slots are sold so far ahead of time Uh that uh advertising for the World Series costs the same amount, whether it's the Rangers and the Diamondbacks or the Yankees and the Dodgers. It doesn't make a bit of difference because you sell that ad space before you know who's going to be in there. 
So you are buying an ad for what you perceive to be the general baseball audience. You're not buying an ad with the expectation that you're going to get an historic or record-breaking matchup. And we don't always know what the record-breaking matchups are going to be either. So I, I, the whole concept is, I think, a fundamental misunderstanding on the part of a lot of people who are, quite frankly, in many cases, looking for an excuse to complain about the matchup, which I'm really tired of, and I won't belabor this too much because we talked about this last week, and I think you guys know how angry we are about this, but like, <laughs> it's, if you want to see the same thing over and over and over, I don't know what to tell you. I think that's boring. I think it's bad for the sport. Like, If you want to know that these two teams were the most popular or they spent the most money at the beginning of the year, then why are we even playing the regular season, that thing that you guys were all using for your argument, let alone the postseason? Because, like, well, why play it then? If you just need to know ahead of time, it's got to be these two teams. Like, uh, okay, well, that's boring, and it runs fans off because people like knowing that their team has a chance, and and one of the best things that's happened this year is this has told a whole lot of fan bases and a whole lot of teams that are thinking about maybe spending a little bit more money that, hey, you just got to get in, and anything can happen, which is the best possible thing that could have happened to the sport. So, like, quit worrying about the TV ratings. They don't matter. They sold the ad space. The World Series will go on. Everyone will continue to make money. Nobody really cares whether it's the historically large World Series audience. It doesn't make any difference to anyone. It doesn't matter to the team, to the league, and it certainly doesn't matter to the network. So, like, I like stop. This is a disaster for Fox. No, 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 no. Fox sold that ad space a long time ago. Like, didn't matter to them one bit who was in this matchup. Irby, <laughs> <laughs> how about you? You got any thoughts on that? Well, the, the angle on that, I mean, aside from, yes, 100% agree with what you're saying, so, but I can't, can you imagine if when Game 7 of the NLCS ended, like if, if Fox had represented employees trying to call and sell ad space, Right then, like like trying to do it all in the last two days, like it's not possible. Like think that through, folks. Like it, yes, the stuff is sold so far in advance and everything, and um, same thing with Super Bowl. Even in two weeks, like you wouldn't be able to do it. It's physically impossible to to build all that out and and sell it all. Like it's impossible. It's done so far in advance. Um, that side, the the other one too, and it goes back to this 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 narrative of the two teams, and you know, oh, this is not good. This is not. I 100% disagree, and, I, and, and, and be, not just because it's one of my teams in there, but it's also this is what you want for parity, okay? You, you've got, you know, I'll hate on the NBA a little bit right now. I could give you four NBA teams right now, and I bet three, at least three of those will be in the final four, okay? We could, we could do that right now. I, I, Samantha and I, we're diehard F1 fans, okay? But we know who's going to be the good teams next season. It's not suddenly going Red Bull racing didn't suddenly go fall off the map. Okay, <laughs> here you go. You've got two teams that combined for over two hundred and what twelve losses a year ago, two years ago. Sorry, sorry, two years ago. And they are now in the World Series. That's exactly what you want. You want to be able to show that. You want the teams. You want the Detroit. Fan bases, the Kansas City fan bases, the the Oakland, but but you the Nationals, you want those fan bases. Look at that, having just gone through a rough season, going, hey, draft well, 
We sign a couple. We can do this too. Our team can do this too. That's exactly what you want. That's what drives the sport as as a whole. It's not the same team over and over and over and over again. That doesn't drive the sport. That drives a few fan bases, absolutely. But as a whole, no. You want the season to begin. And yes, we'll go into next season. And there'll be a handful of teams that we're not going to say, we're going to say legitimately, no, these teams are not winning the World Series this year. But we are going to start having this conversation of, yeah, this team, though they're not going to win it this year, watch out. And at the beginning of this season, and halfway through last season, this podcast, the you, you individual, the three of us here, were doing that for Arizona. We were doing that for Texas, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just because we like the teams; it's because you can see them doing it. Mm-hmm. And so here you are; they've gotten to that next step. So yes, there are going to be teams next year that we're going to talk about. Hey, watch this team. I'm not saying they're winning a championship this year, but because of what just happened. Next season is a real possibility. You know, um, Smith, one of the other talking points uh, floating around right now really kind of started picking up steam in the ALDS. Is everyone overreacting to the top seeds once again not making it out of the ALDS and the NLDS? You know, that, that's, that's the thing. And now, now, we're, now there's conversations of, well, how can we punish wildcard teams more? Which is ridiculous on its surface, but... How about we – here's a thought, and this is, this is just something I'm going to throw out there for you guys. We, baseball has always been two seasons, right? You've got the marathon, you've got the sprint. Is it not possible that the sprint has become more of a sprint and teams have got to start taking a look at how they are not just building for the season, but how they are taking these teams into those posts? Because it's not five days off that's screwing things up. It's wildcard teams coming in built differently with different different constructed rosters and taking it to these teams that built a lead, coasted through the regular the the, the last couple of weeks of September, weren't really challenged, get hit in the mouth. Right? Like it's it's roster construction, it's it's closing out your, your division too early, locking your playoff spot too early, and not playing meaningful games the last couple of weeks. That to me is a lot more relevant to explain this than five days off. Because five days off, last time I checked, didn't affect everybody. The Astros didn't have a problem with it last year. Didn't have a problem with it this year either. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody's, nobody, John Smoltz is the only person who thinks five days off matters. And John Smoltz thinks a lot of things that no one else on the planet thinks, as, as we learn every year <laughs> right. during the postseason. So disregard. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think you've made a really important point here, which is that, Essentially, like, there's nothing wrong with the system. The system is working really well. Like, I don't want to hear, like, you know, the, the wild card teams that beat you, they, they beat you. You know, like, they won. They earned their way there. Right. They yeah. didn't get a free pass. There, there's no rule that says wild cards don't have to play 100 win teams. Like, oh, yes, they do. Like, <laughs> so I don't want to yeah. hear that. The system works perfectly because it shows that all you have to do is get in and everybody gets a chance. Because what was everybody whining about 20 years ago? Oh, well, the only one who really has a chance is the one at the top. And, you know, there aren't enough playoff spots. It's like, and you're just going to complain unless it's exactly what you personally want. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't care what you personally want. Sorry. Um, and neither does baseball. Baseball doesn't care. Baseball has a system that works. So instead of Every time it doesn't work out the way that you personally want it to, 
and and by you, it's we're going like the royal you, right? Not just you, the individual, but you, the team, and the fan base of that team, and all the people on that team. So the system works. We're not going to change the system. So what you have to do is change the way you operate in order to work within the framework of the system better. Now, I think there's a crapshoot element to this that I know nobody likes hearing this, but it's like, yeah, 100-win team, you could do everything completely differently. You could deliberately back off at the end of the season, and you might still crap out <laughs> in the divisional round. Like, the, the baseball playoffs are, are somewhat luck of the draw, and they're very dependent on who the hot team is right now, like you said, the spring. So, But I think that... If you are trying to, if you're a team that's frustrated by the situation that you end up in, if you're Atlanta or, you know, whomever else, the Dodgers, whoever went out too early, Baltimore, you know, all these teams that thought they were at the the top of the pile who ended up making very early exits, then I think the question you ask yourself is to go back in and say, okay, what should I do differently? And maybe... Maybe you don't need to worry about getting the top seed. Maybe you don't even care if you're the division winner. Because I think what we've seen here is that it's not necessarily hurting teams to play an extra round, right? Like this idea that you want the buy, maybe that's overblown. And it's not because you're getting an extra rest, John Smoltz. It's because <laughs> there's a momentum shift in playing that intensely and then winning enough games that you don't have to play, as you have pointed out many times, meaningful baseball for the last couple of weeks of the regular season. Then you got five days off, and then all of a sudden you're in a dogfight, and you got to win three games out of five, and, and you're not prepared to play with that level of intensity. Maybe you need to change the way that you map out your regular season. Yeah. Irby, how about you? What are your thoughts here? John Smoltz yelling the clouds disagrees. You know, you should just do it the way I did it. Yeah, That's, you know, right. It's great. It. Um, I when I walked uphill both ways to the World Series. Yes. Yeah. Um, great <laughs> insight from him to start the night here. He was saying at the beginning of this game, uh, Game Five, that the Rangers are hoping tonight is the last night they play, and that the D-backs are hoping this is not. It's fascinating. Amazing. Score more points than the other team. <laughs> wow. You that play is. to win the game. <laughs> crazy, crazy job, mindset job. there. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, gee. Um, I, yeah, I, look, this goes back to what I, I, I was saying. Let me go back to what I said before. Like, this is, this is a, a new sport. Uh, this is not the sport of when John played. This is not the sport of when we watched in the 90s. Um, this is two teams that heavily invested in analytics, heavily invested in statistics, uh, and they bounce back from full-digit losses to here. You know, I, it, 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 there is an element of chaos, absolutely, and that's the reality of playoffs. That is, that is the, the beauty of, that baseball brings, and, and it happens in all sports as well. There is chaos. You know, there, there's we could sit here and all day long, some of those Patriot teams that didn't win Super Bowls and go, yeah, if you played it again, they would win. Awesome. Great. Well, we didn't play it again. Okay. So you didn't show up and get it done. Like right. I, and we sit here and we've talked about it multiple times. It's like, yeah, that, that sounds great. Getting wins in, in March and April are awesome, but winning games in October matter more. And the, this is two teams who have done it and the, and the way they've done it. I mean, we we're going into, how they've done it when you're scoring early, taking crowds out of the games, things like that, winning on the road. Like, I mean, it's, those are the little things that 
don't get talked about enough. And I know we talk about it, and, and, I, and I love doing that and, 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 and being around people that do that because that is the little thing. Sure, it looks great to hit towering shot home runs and the drama and all that. Like, that's great, but it comes with the situation at hand. And these are two teams that didn't get above the situation, you know. And, and as much as we hated on Houston, Houston did that for years. The, the 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 moment would come, and as much as we hated it, man, those Astros, it just seemed like they could pull through every time. Jordan Alvarez is a great example of that. And the Dodgers, over this same time period, constantly seemed like a team who couldn't get it done when that moment came. And and there there is what sports is like like that is what you want you don't want like Samantha you're saying we don't want to put this all in and hear all the players and let's formulate a, 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 a an equation and it equals Braves and six nobody we don't do that if you want to do that I, I've got plenty of simulation programs out there we can have a great conversation they're fun games to play but they're simulations in real life the moment comes and either you get the job done and you're the hero, or you got a long off season. You got to think about your mistakes. And so, this is these are two teams, the Rangers and the D-back, that the moment came and somebody stepped up. And it's the next man up mindset. It doesn't have to be the superstar. Sometimes it is the superstar, as we've seen, but it's somebody stepping up and getting the job done. And that's why these two teams are playing in the last series of the baseball season. Yeah, you know, Smith, I, I think what gets under my skin more than anything is, is trying to assert that two teams that made it to the World Series don't belong there. That's got to stop. Like, you make, it, you make it to the World Series, you absolutely belong. I don't care what your path was. Unless you're the Astros and you cheated. Well, that's fair. That's fair. But, that's but what yes. But, sorry, I just I had to put that out there. But, but yeah, I, I don't really ever want to hear that someone doesn't deserve to be in the World Series. Because I have a hard time understanding. Like, so, outside of cheating, throw out cheating, outside of that, so you're telling me that somebody played a good enough regular season to get into the playoffs. They played 162 games well enough to get into the postseason field. And then they played possibly a wild card round, won that. Definitely a divisional round, won that. Championship round, won that. And then you're going to tell me they don't deserve to be there? Like, so what you're telling me, if you're insisting that that's true, then you're saying that they didn't play a tough enough field, but they beat your 100-win team to get there. So how is that possible? So I just don't ever want to hear that anybody who has made it all the way to the championship in any sport doesn't deserve to be there. Because unless they are cheating, then, well, no, I will make an exception. Sometimes in college football, there is somebody in the Fair. final who doesn't deserve to be there because it is based on an arbitrary system decided by a council of wizards who do not have to explain their actions. So we will make college football the exception to that. But like, take any of the four major professional sports. You can never tell me that somebody who made it all the way there doesn't deserve to be there. I, I think that is just sad, like sour grapes. Bitter critter, I'm upset because my team didn't make it, so how can I manipulate this situation to make it seem like my team was more deserving? Well, guess what? Your team lost, right. so they're not more deserving because, you know, as, as we have discussed, <laughs> the way 
to get farther in sports is to win. You have to win games. And if your team didn't win enough games, they won't get there. So simple math, right? You play to win the game. Um, where yeah. We need that clip right now. Like this is, it's just the most ridiculous thing to say. They don't deserve to be there. <laughs> like what? Then who does? Tell me who does. Right? Tell me about how the team that they beat deserve to be there instead of them. I, I will hang up and listen. <laughs> All right, Irby, anything you want to add to that? No, no, no. That's a great, great end. That I can't, I can't improve on that. Well said. <laughs> All right, Samantha. How about you? Anything you want to add about the World Series in general? Before we call Just it a week, everybody, please stop listening to John Smoltz talk about the World Series as though he is the authority on what it takes to get there and win it. Because John, you know how many World Series John Smoltz won? Kids, one, yeah, one. Right. He was on one World Series winning team in 1995. So. <laughs> 30-some years ago, this guy was on one team that won one World Series. So, like, let's not make this guy the arbiter of decisions on how the World Series should work. <laughs> Amen to that. Irby, how about you? Last thoughts on the World Series. Oh, and go Rangers. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, that too. I'll be that guy yeah. again. Go that Rangers. Too. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, we talked a week ago about how this is stressful. Uh, it's a good, it's a different stress. Than before and that still remains um you know I, I i've been enjoying the ride i i'm very fortunate this time um and i'll speak just from the personal experience of you know having dealt, done this in 2010 2011 i'm very fortunate uh to have the family here and my kids are old enough now to appreciate this and and enjoy it and I, my, you know, my 10 year old comes from, you know, whatever, going to one of his STEM classes. They're coming back from trick or treat last night. He's running in going, what is it? Like it's 10 nothing <laughs> in the third inning. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, buddy, I'm about to kick you out of this house. Stay out. They're doing well when you're gone. Go get more candy. <laughs> so, um, that's been different this year. Uh, and, and it's, it's strange. I, I, I really, Thought I would go to more, and, and and this has nothing to do with going to games or not. But I, I actually haven't gone to any playoff games this year, and it hasn't been a bad thing. It's just been the situation. I haven't gone, any, but it's, I have. It's been a wonderful memory of just being here with the family, and, and I've really enjoyed having the kids there and seeing them get just as excited. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite as stressed. Uh, they they are loving the fact that Dad is serious about some of these superstitions, and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the same candy that we bought for game one that re- produced a, a Rangers win. Uh, Mom went out and got that same candy for them tonight. So, uh, so they're loving those little superstitions. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? Right, right there with you, I'm drinking a White Claw right now because I drank a White Claw right as the game three was getting started. And it worked. So I did it last night. It worked again. So we're doing that again tonight. So <laughs> on top of the same outfits, <laughs> right? <laughs> The dog has his Rangers uh, scarf on. <laughs> That's been money. It's all about superstitions, right, Samantha? Like you gotta you gotta follow the superstitions this time of year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, we were we had a, an interesting discussion the other day where we were talking about indoctrinating your family members if they are not like if they don't come to you as baseball fans about like and we were talking about like how do people not know about this? Like you can't wear that. You need to wear what you were wearing yesterday if we won yesterday and like people like us are like, How do you not know this? And it's like, Okay, you know, you have to understand that not everybody comes in at the same level of like psycho baseball obsession as we do, but it's our job to educate. So you know, this is the PSA. If you're out there, 
should this series continue beyond tonight, um, you know, please wear the same clothing that you were wearing. Sit in the same spot on the couch. Eat the same dinner. Drink your same white claw. Um, <laughs> you know, just you need to capture as many small elements as you can of whatever was going on the last time it went right, right? Because it's like, I, I guess what it really comes down to is you can't prove that it doesn't work. So do you want to risk making the mistake? It's just not worth the risk, right? Like, does it matter? Probably not. But you can't prove that it doesn't. So you have to assume that it does because, oh, man, do you want to be wrong about that? It's not worth the risk. Just put your same clothes on. Not worth the risk. Drink your white claw. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe I got into a No free claw. ads, white claw. No free ads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, that's going to do it for us for this week. <laughs> Free ads. Wherever you listen to the podcast, smash that like button. Give us, you know, give us that subscription. Help us out with the algorithm. So we get some more lollygaggers in here. Until next week, watch the World Series. Well, I take that back. Hopefully, you don't get to watch the World Series after this is after this airs. Watch football. Got college. Got NFL. Just watch some sports. It's good for you. 